You ask me what I do here. This is what I do. I find you players, and I feel it this time. Okay, it's risky. When you were selling sneakers out of the back of your Plymouth, that was risky. Don't change that now. For a rookie? Yes. Who's never set foot on an NBA court. That's the literal definition of rookie. Yeah. What's the plan? We build a shoe line around just him. I need the greatest basketball shoe that's ever been made. Who's the player? Michael Jordan. You'll motor it. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin, it's best film ever. My name is Ian. I'm Liam. And that's it. And that's just, yeah, yeah. that's just us too. Hey, it's a bit weird. I'm doing, we're here to do a see it or skip it. And it's been a while since I've done one of these with member of the BFE. Yeah. Yeah, I've been reaching well, you, out. You reached out to me earlier in the week, didn't you? And you said, uh, would you like to go see Air? Air, yes. Yeah. We'll find out if we saw the air of our ways. <laughs> uh, if you're into the theater skipper format, basically what we are in for right now is Liam and I are going to go through kind of a spoiler-free zoomed-out version of what we thought about the film Air, um, which documents how Nike uh, signed Michael Jordan. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler yeah. spoiler spoiler in case in case you have a pair of shoes and you're like what how do these things link that would be it um at the end of at the end of that sort of very spoiler free um very sort of uh generic sort of uh positives and negatives you'll hear something that goes like this and of course, I mean, it sounds like this. I mean, I'll play that exact sound effect again. <laughs> and then you'll hear us refer to spoilers about 19,000 times. We'll sing an obscure song by Blur, which I will have bastardized for our purposes here tonight. And then we'll do this, the, the, the spoiler filled version. If you look down at the show notes right now, you'll see that Future Ian will have listed up to what point we do the spoiler. So if you've already seen the film and you're going, I just want to jump to that. I just want to jump to what you guys really, really thought. Yeah. You can go do that now. Uh, if you're like, hey, I want to get a feeling of what the film is and make my decision, okay, then you can see visually where you have to stop. But again, we'll give you all those clues and cues about when we're going to move into, into spoiler-filled territory. Um, conversely, you could stop there, go see the film, Come back, listen to the second half. It's like two it's like two podcasts in one. It's like a Twix <laughs> bar. Like, You've got the left side and the right side. It's like in the old days when we used to do like an introduction. And we used to watch a movie and then come back then for Then come it. back, yeah. yeah. So we've got that. Um, so yeah, basically that, that, that's what, or you might want to, if you've seen it, you might just want to listen to the whole thing and go, how do you feel about, about the whole, the whole enchilada and watch us try and struggle to not mention things that we shouldn't mention from the plot. Yeah. So, uh, that would be that. So let's go ahead and jump in. We're doing the film Air, uh, directed by Ben Affleck, starring Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman, yeah. are your big three. Uh, Chris Tucker? Chris Tucker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprised I was nice to, to see, see him. him, yeah. Yeah, you, you, had, you had a big reaction to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's really interesting. I didn't see him on any of the promotional materials that I can remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember the... The first three names I mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember him, whether he wasn't featured... Oh, and, and Viola Davis. I, I would be definitely shortchanging one of our main actors yeah. if we didn't talk about Viola Davis. So first off, I guess, would be, um, what's your, Liam, what's your knowledge with the source material? How much of the Michael Jordan story did you know? Um, I didn't really follow basketball, but it's hard to live through it and not know who he was. It's a bit like wrestling. 
You know, at his, at his height. <laughs> okay. You didn't have to watch wrestling, but you knew who Hulk Hogan was. Fair enough. You know, you knew who Mr. T was. Yep. You know, even if it was just from the A-team or something, but you yep. knew who these people were. That's the same with Michael Jordan. You knew who Michael Jordan was. You he sort knew- of transcended his his niche yeah 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 yeah. i wasn't a big follower of basketball at all but i knew about his shoes yeah i was talking about it with some colleagues and when i was really surprised to see air was playing over here because of i said i think back was that big of a deal and then i paused and went but sneaker culture is like like it's bigger than basketball he has transcended into sneaker culture full stop his first pair of shoes or trainers or sneakers or whatever you want to call them um that they're worth a lot of money nowadays, aren't they? Oh, huge. And, and like, um, there are people who collect old school Nikes. They're like an absolute. First off, can I just mention that the film, I don't think this is a spoiler, the film did give us the de- definitive def- uh, pronunciation of the brand. Yeah. It is Nike. Which I, I just say Nike. <laughs> I've always said Nike. Yeah. But Nike is what they said in the film. And Nike. Like, and it's like, adidas did they say they may have said adidas i'm trying to remember in the scenes we had with in germany if they called them they wouldn't call themselves adidas there's no way we we say adidas Adidas. and i'm a big believer in adidas i was i was one of the few people back home who said adidas yeah and uh we did no no it's adidas and i'm like all right but then i move over here and you guys all go nike and i'm like everywhere i (laughs) everywhere i'm surrounded by idiots what's going on here So not much there. Uh, I will say this, if you're at all interested. I was thinking about this on the drive back, because we literally just went, watched the movie, and then yeah. kind of went, so you want to see or skip it on this? I'm like, well, you, you, basically, that's my answer for everything I go see. Yes. <laughs> well, well, if, I've I, got, if I've gone and seen something, I'm like, I may as well get some content. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I just yeah. thought if you were to go see the film. So, you know, that's and then what I asked. I, yeah, I watch mainly out of interest in seeing the film, but then once I've seen it, I'm like, there's nothing that can go wrong by releasing something on it. No, true. Yeah. True. So, um... I got time. So when the decision was, I said, I'm not working tomorrow if you want to come around. So we just hopped in the cars and you follow me around and we're here at the homestead, the studio of awesomeness. We are indeed. So I will say this. As I was driving, I was thinking, if you're interested in more of the Michael Jordan story, for whatever reason, to sort of give you a nice, easy uh, narrative on Michael Jordan, his basketball career, some of the stuff we even saw today, there's a series on Netflix called The Last Dance. There is. It's about five episodes, isn't it? Five or six episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you ever get the chance, phenomenal. Oh, really? I, phenomenal. I was flicking through and I yeah, saw yeah. them. and um, It's excellent. But I'm not a big Michael Jordan fan or don't follow basketball. Tell you what, when you get done this, you will be. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So my background is... I'll watch it then. I don't like Nike. <laughs> For the longest time, I didn't like Michael Jordan. Okay. For the, for, the, for the reason of what the end result of the film becomes. When I was a kid, you know, um, 13, 14 years old growing up in, in Canada, you know, I'm growing up in the middle of the Michael Jordan prime era. Yeah, and yeah. he's everywhere. He and the everywhere. Bulls are everywhere. And they're always winning. And whether it's Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Wayne Gretzky, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. when someone becomes that dominant, it irks me. And I want to see them knocked off that perch. Usually until they get to an age where I'm like, oh, maybe we need to appreciate this person because maybe it's just as of age. I've realized this. I was the same. Though, Greatness my- doesn't come along that often. No, it doesn't. You're right. And I was the same with um, Michael Schumacher because I was a big fan. Oh, the F1, time. yeah. Yeah, and um, he just kept dominating everything. And I was just like, I don't like this. I feel for the listeners, I should mention when I said the F1, I mimicked that I was driving with one hand. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, 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 how, that's how Michael did it, just one hand on the wheel. <laughs> Michael Schumacher drives. Yeah. <laughs> like driving Miss Daisy. He was that dominant. He just do that. 
what end. <laughs> but yeah, you see a string of dominance. I remember watching Michael Schumacher and going, because to, to a casual, you go, this is boring. Yeah. You can do one of two things. You can hop on the bandwagon and be like everybody else. And that's not really ever been my gimmick. I never liked, I liked um, Damon Hill. So I was a big. Damon Hill. Yeah. I liked the, the, the Williams Renault. Yeah. yeah when it was yeah. Nigel Mansell and Damon Hill and Jacques Villeneuve. Jacques Villeneuve. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Canadian. Canadian. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so. Did you know, a little interesting fact yep. here. Um, when Jack Villeneuve transferred over to Formula One, hmm? he um, couldn't set up his car. So Damon Hill would go out, test his own car, set yeah. it up to his specifications. Because they're teammates, which is really weird in F1, but yes. Yeah, right. And then he'd go out in Jack Villeneuve's car. Set his up. And set his up yeah. for him. Yeah. So Jack Villeneuve used to drive around I'll tell you what. for the first part of the season on Damon Hill's setup. You could tell when he jumped. <laughs> and he made, oh, what was the team he made up? He left Williams Renault as a world champion and left because someone paid him a ridiculous amount of money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, who was it? Do you know what? I can't, I can't remember. So the question, I guess, would be, uh, as not being a big basketball fan, did you feel that gave you a block into accessing this movie? No. Do you know why? Because he was such a phenomenon of the time... You knew who he was. If that was just some obscure player that I'd never heard of before, um, yeah, maybe. But I knew who Michael Jordan was. I knew that he had these shoes, these trainers, these sneakers. I knew um, a little bit about him. So that was my little insight into this movie. So once one site, I went, oh, yeah, Michael Jordan. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. That was more of a draw for me to start with. But actually... I don't want to give too much away, but yeah. I'll leave it up there in the air. There we are in the air. <laughs> There's the Arrows team, and then he went to British America Racing. BAR, that's right. Yeah. BAR, British so, American Racing. There we are. That's where um, uh, Jensen Button. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you, know, you know who are actually really big, really big F1 fans? He. The boys of post-wrestling. Oh, really? <laughs> They've gotten into the ref, which in Canada, it's not really that big of a deal. Oh, okay. Um, it was the years that, that Jacques Villeneuve was, was a big deal. And there is the, there's a track in Montreal named after his father, Gilles Villeneuve. Yeah, yeah, Gilles Villeneuve, yeah. Um, so he was a great racer. He, back in it's the kind, of, kind of a racing royal family mm-hmm. back home. But, uh, but we digress. Uh, yeah, I think for the most part, a, number one, we know Michael Jordan's a thing. So we're all working with kind of like dramatic irony. We know way more than the characters do. Yeah. So we know. We know the end result. We know Nike and Michael Jordan. It's not just a spoiler. Going to, it's not end. a spoiler. It's not we, a spoiler can say, we, 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 we can mention this, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Nike is successful. Signing <laughs> Michael Jordan. Yes. So because we know that, it instantly wants us to root, I think, for the side of history. Yeah. And so it's sort of manifested primarily through our protagonist matt damon who i think i'm seriously asking myself as i was again while i was driving home i was just wondering some things if you're making a list of the best actors of this generation mm-hmm. he's got to be top five he's done well isn't he? he's got to be top five because you know what no matter what he does i believe him what do we see uh, uh um Mans. Yeah. Ford versus Ferrari in the States, but the rest of the world called it Le Mans. Mans. (laughs) Because that's the name of the movie. Le Mans 66. Le Mans 66. Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, he plays Shelby. Carol Shelby. Carol Shelby, thank you. Yeah. Uh, And you believe that. And you saw this, and not for one moment am I going, or, 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 
It's good Will Hunting. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He was phenomenal in that. Or, or any of the other, you know, or Jason Bourne. You know, like the, the, the guy, yeah, yeah. the guy can do everything. And he's another one where maybe I just don't cut him because he's kind of the everyman. But like what, he's good looking, but he's not that good looking. No, no, no. That's what I like about him. Yeah, Ben Affleck is more the the better looking of the two back in the younger days, wasn't he? Tall, dark, and handsome, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. I remember first seeing him in um, uh, Kevin Smith movies. Uh, well, they were both in Kevin Smith movies, weren't they? Yeah, but it's funny how I don't remember Matt Damon. Oh, do you not? But you remember, but remember yeah, Ben yeah. Affleck. Do you know he's what I mean? The bigger, he's the bigger personality. So, Dogma. Yeah, yeah. Chase and Amy. Chase and Amy. Well, yeah, Matt Damon wasn't in Chase and Amy. No, yeah, no, no. So, yeah, Chase and Amy's a good film. Yeah. We haven't done Kevin Smith, actually. We, we need to. We, we do need to. More Rats was brilliant. Oh, <laughs> I bet that's aged badly. More Rats is terrible. <laughs> I love More Rats. That was the first Kevin Smith movie I ever saw. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, you probably won't find a more 90s movie. I know we watched um, Empire Records. Yeah. But I think the most 90s movie you'll ever find probably is More Rats. And think about it. More Rats. The malls don't really Don't exist, exist anymore. No. If you're lucky, you get those big box sort of courtyards and you yeah. sort of park in the middle and go, but there's not that place you hang out anymore because you don't nope. need to hang out because you can do it vert. You can do it on, you yeah. know, technology has removed all that. And we I'm, don't, and we don't go shopping in one place anymore. I miss those days. The place we go shopping in one place is home. Yeah. With a keyboard and retro records and toys for all your retro needs. <laughs> not in a mall. <laughs> not in a mall, no. But I thought Matt Damon was. Excellent. In this. I, thought he was very I think his acting is uh, tremendous. And so he, you know, he's, I was just giving anything away. It's, it's definitely in the trailer. So Matt Damon's the single visionary. He it's sees Michael around, Jordan. It's sent around his characters. Yeah. He's the one who sees it and gets it. Yep. In a world where they're trying to figure out who it is, he's going, it's this guy. It's clearly this guy. And only this guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so the rest of his colleagues kind of become. Uh, people he has to convince or obstacles he has to overcome. And it seems that I thought it was his boss, but I guess it wasn't his boss. It was like his just next door colleague. Yeah. Um, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Uh, oh, he was good, From though. Arrested Development, from Ozark. Ozark yeah. From Office Christmas Party. Choose your movie here. <laughs> from, oh, what do we Team see him in? Two. <laughs> uh, Team Wolf 2. From Up in the Air. Up in the Air. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I really, I thought Jason Bateman was fantastic as well. And humanized They were good cabin fodder for each other, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Whereas I think you know Matt really- Damon's the visionary. I think Matt Damon's more representing your more level-headed, the rest of us going, do you realize the stakes of what you're doing here? Yeah, Jason Bateman. Yeah. Yeah. But I really liked was how... Normally you'd have the two people talking out through the whole movie, but the fact that you had um, Chris Tucker as well. Yeah. Trying to, you know, you had like a three in a mix. It was really nice. And then you had Ben Affleck being the CEO. Yeah. Um, Jason Bateman felt fairly omnipresent throughout. Tucker felt like he just kind of came in for quick hits. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Whether that was a scheduling thing or whatever, it just felt like I was like, all right, Chris Tucker's in this movie. I kept forgetting. Yeah, I, I did, but because when Chris Tucker's in a movie, he makes a big impression. This one, he didn't make that much of an impression. He's still very Chris Tucker. He is, isn't he? It's Chris Tucker trying to be less Chris Tucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it when he does the, you know, the surprised look with his eyes. Oh, and his voice, like his voice is always that like high pitched, like surprised. No, but the thing, thing is though, right, if you look at the fifth element, with him in that. Oh, I haven't seen right? that. Oh, Not all the way through. Oh, my God. What a film. 
Mm. I appreciate it more now my than only, I ever did. My only Chris Tucker is Rush Hour. Really. Oh, well, yeah, but yeah. Chris Tucker being Chris Tucker. Yeah. But you watch him in Fifth Element. He hasn't really got a big part in it, but you remember him so okay. well because his character is so memorable. I don't feel like his character in this one is that memorable. I got a lot to say, but I got to wait for a break about, about his very specific role in this film. Yeah. And, and, and because because of the man but, who he represents, a very specific to. role in history. Yes, 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 yes. Um, let's just keep going down the list. Uh, but, but Ben Affleck, the 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 director, the fact he directed this, amazing. Has he? Did he direct anything else? The town. Oh yes, which I haven't seen. Oh, yet. you haven't seen? No, um, no, no. You ever see Argo? Argo, nope. Oh, Argo's tremendous. Oh, oh really? Yeah, 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 not seeing that either. Uh, let me take a look here for other things. You're probably shouting at their... Uh, the fact that he actually... Direct, does Matt Damon direct? Cause Matt Damon doesn't... No, he doesn't direct. No. No, really. I would have said that. I'd be like... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Five films re- I'm listed up. <laughs> I'm looking for... Uh, he's done too much work. His Wikipedia is not enough. i got to go to his IMDb. Uh, uh, <laughs> directed by Ben Affleck. Um but I think I think Affleck is I think I think the fact that um, Affleck is in the movie as well as directing it, I think is quite good. It's it's a nice trump card to have where you can lend your star power. But he keeps himself in generally kind of oh Gone Girl he did Gone Girl oh yeah I said well he's wait, hang on he started it did he direct it I'm not sure if he did direct that hang oh on, okay. Second. Uh, no, he didn't direct it, Gone Girl. My, my apologies. He directed Gone Baby Gone, which I've never heard. No, heard of that. Um, I'm not going to name that one. Jesus, a short film. Um, that's quite the title. Uh, <laughs> Argo, Live by Night, and Air. Yeah, so it, it's it's a it's it's the, a small list, but it, yeah. but he's uh, I I dig what he does. I just do. Maybe he um, because he's a very good writer as well, isn't he? Him and Matt Damon together, they write. Very- They're all Goodwill Hunting together as yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were they have they have Academy Awards for uh, writing something that uh, it's a story that Kevin Smith used to say when Ben Affleck was like, uh, "Have you read written Jersey Girl yet? Write Jersey Girl because he was going to be in Jersey Girl. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Jersey Girl, write it. Let's get to writing. Let's get the writing." And Kevin Smith went, "You know, one of us is an Academy Award for writing, and it ain't me." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Which is, you know, it's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just looking to see because I'm sure Argo won Best Picture, but I'm just checking it out. Do you know what I love about those two though, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? The fact that they still collaborate together. Yeah. They still make magic. Magic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's incredible, really. Uh, but, I mean, if you're Matt Damon, you don't really have to write or direct things as much these days, or direct at all, but write anything really these days. Uh, because he's, like you say, he's an action star. He's a dramatic star. He's a character star. You know? He's one of these people that can do virtually anything. He's good as an ensemble, good as a lead. I mean, he can be Batman, but he can also do this. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Ben Affleck, yeah. Oh, who are you talking about? Matt Damon. Oh, Matt Damon, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't want to see him as Batman. Uh, <laughs> I do. Is it? But you know what? We saw him as discount. Was it? Was it discount Thor? Is it discount? Yeah. Loki. He was Loki, he wasn't he? Was Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That <laughs> like, was good. And he, and he gets it. He like does. it's he just does. it's just too. And he can be, you know, discount James Bond as Jason Bourne and, and all that stuff. So yeah. I'm just looking. Here we go. Finally got it up there. Yeah, motion picture of the year. Oh, wow. So he's got an Oscar for best picture. He doesn't get enough credit, really, does he? Who? Um, ben Affleck. No. You know, you think 
up there. I mean, you think of people like um, Clint Eastwood, for instance. He was one of the first to sort of break out into direct and act. One of those actors who then transferred into it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he tends to, very rarely does he um, direct and not be in it. Nope. But, you know, it it shows that you can be a well-established star and direct and do it well. And And he does do it well. Uh, last one, Viola Davis, who I'm always a fan of Viola Davis, she's whatever great, she's in. She? Yeah. Um, if you want someone who's going to deliver like like a three and a half minute speech. Yeah. We're not going to change the angle. We're just going to keep this, a steady shot on you. <sighs> Viola Davis. Yeah. yeah. And, you're, and, you're, and you're enamored by her. When you watch her and they do that close up, you're there. Yeah. You know? She yeah. keeps your attention. I remember... I guess I think it's called Fences. I think it's based on a play, which explains this. But yeah. the trailer is literally they just took like a two and a half minute scene between Denzel and Viola Davis. Wow. And they, they just showed you the scene. Yeah. Uncut. Wow. And just went, here you go. And then it went, boom, Fences. That was it. And I'm like, <laughs> I never did see it, but I was like, I really want to see that. Maybe we should. Fences? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it I'm, sh- I'm, sure, I'm sure it qualifies. It must. Because uh, th- those sorts of films that I'm like, <laughs> I gotta see that because it's that yeah, ninety two percent. So generally <laughs> incredibly well written, so yeah. means they score very high and they end up being eligible. So yeah, it, it could be definitely a uh, a uh, I think a contender. Do. Yeah, but back to uh, back to air, F- a fun tone. Yeah, uh, elements of stress fun. You know, they're under pressure to to get something but the funness is still there's, there's kind of a camaraderie that happens when yeah, yeah, you know yeah. you're laying it all out there and you got and you got some peeps with you <laughs> i like the guy who designed the shoe the sneaker yeah yeah uh, actually i was look up what his name what is because he? he was he was unconventional i'm wondering i don't think i've seen him in anything before no so yeah um if i take a look here um he even had a very pronounced speech impediment and I was like, is that a character choice or is that literally what the actor does? But you know what? That didn't hinder what you saw. No, it didn't. I thought that was I thought that was great. Uh it was Matthew Maher. Um I'm trying to see what else he has been in. Uh known for Gone Baby Gone. Captain Marvel, one of the few that I haven't seen. Oh, okay. Of yeah. a, of the uh thing. Uh, also known for Dogma, so there we go. Oh, wow. Where he played bartender. So say that for what you will. Well, the, the, the just go to show then, doesn't it? That most people who collaborate together, they stay together, don't they? Oh, it's, about who, it's, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Kevin Smith does the same thing. He was very good. You know, yeah, he was. So no, yeah. hard, no, no hard feelings on what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, but really, really good as far as that goes. Uh, we, one more actor we should actually talk about who was excellent and uh, uh, I thought provided a great deal of the comedy in the film <laughs> was uh, Chris Messina who played David Falk, the agent. Oh, he's brilliant. He was, if there's a villain in this piece, it's him. I love how he could go from one minute to me. You fucking ass. Yep. Yeah. We could we, we, we be friends. And, and yeah, I'm talking about it. Yeah. He was <laughs> he's brilliant. He was in uh, Argo. So again, oh, it's, again, it's using people cast who know. you know, right? Yeah. yeah. Also in Ruby Sparks. You like that? I love Ruby Sparks. I've never seen it. We will do it at some point. This is right high enough to be eligible on its own. So it has oh, to be a wild okay. card. You talk about it a lot. I do really like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe because I saw it right after I, I got separated. And it's, it's, it's about basically in essence, it's, it's about a break. It's about the start of relationships and the end of relationships. And oh, okay. It just spoke to where my world was at that point oh he was also a, 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 um, an ongoing character in the newsroom that's how else i know him. newsroom fantastic series is that um oh, what's that guy's name 
He was in a lot of 80s movies. The one who was in the newsroom, the lead. I'm just looking up the guy's name to make sure I get it right. Uh, the newsroom stars. That's uh, it's writers. Uh, I know when I hear it. I can see his face. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the same guy who's in Dumb and Dumber. Exactly. He's the lead in the news. Yeah, yeah. The pilot for the newsroom. I think I'm still on, on record of going, it's the greatest pilot I've ever seen for a television really? series ever. Wow. The first season's fantastic. The second season, they miss, it's a big swing and a miss. Oh, shit. And they try, it's got Dev Patel on it, your favorite guy. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's kind of a small role. And then uh, such an awesome the third season, they kind of rescue it, but I think the momentum had gone by then. I think they had yeah. a really great idea for a first season, and they should have ended it there. Yeah. Yeah. That's one good, that's one good thing Ricky Gervais is good for, isn't he? What, one good season? No, 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 no. He he tends to do like one, two, three seasons and then that's it. That's, that's call, all, it call it a day. It's also the British uh, yeah. the British system. But the newsroom really is one that should have just stopped after one season. Just call it. One season, what a great run. And, and then you get things like Parks and Rec, which the first season was dire. Yeah. But the rest was so good. See, this was HBO. So HBO is a different kettle of fish. So HBO is like subscription model, kind of like uh, oh, okay. when you watch something on Netflix or something like yeah, that, yeah, or, yeah. or Disney Plus. So you don't have to keep going back to the well because you're not selling advertising. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're selling subscriptions. So as long as they find value in the overall quality of yep. your network, yeah, yeah. you're okay. Oh, okay. But back to this film here. Yeah. yeah. Um, they <laughs> definitely made sure you, it felt like you were in the 80s. That's all I'll say as far as oh, that goes. Oh, man. The so use, much, the so use of soundtrack. The soundtrack was amazing. And then pop culture icons, things that you're like, oh, I'm so along even if you weren't familiar with the story of Nike, for whatever reason... It doesn't matter. They hit you with other things you might be nostalgic for, yep. and then you take that positive feeling and you transplant it onto Michael Jordan at the Chicago, uh, the Chicago Bulls, but more importantly, Nike, and therefore our characters and, the, and, and their do, journey here. It does set you up for that, doesn't it? It does, totally. Because I sat there with you, right? And I was going, oh, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah I remember that way. And, and, and then we, we shift and we go, okay, oh, yeah, I really want to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, that's clever. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know. And the um, soundtrack was killer. It's great. Soundtrack was, was excellent. It was, it was a good selection of songs uh, that, again, sort of wrap you in the universe of the 1980s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as well as, oh, I had something and now I've lost it. And, and maybe well, I'll, I'll tell you what was clever. It. Yep. Taking a, a, a great bit of music, like um, from Beverly Hills Cop, that is renowned the music that you, you hear, and then putting it on here. They played it twice. Okay, folks, you have to deal with the fact now you know you're going to hear Beverly Hills Cop's. I don't know if it is or not, but I, that's why I'm kind of trying to go ambiguous with. Oh, it had a really great soundtrack, oh, you know, okay, some okay. visual pop culture icons. You, <laughs> you know a little bit now, you you, you know that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, folks. Knife, but um, there was kind of uh, that element to it, and sort of just reimmersing yourself into the limited. You know, the limited technology of the 80s. Which I loved. Which was I, great to kind of go, oh, right, they don't have this or this or this or this. It was nice that they were picking up a phone. Yeah. It was nice that they were dialing. Dialing a literal phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With those, like, old, like, push-button nine-digit pads. Yeah, yeah. Where, one, yeah. One, one of my favorites was when he um, got a page. And then he went over to a phone box. Yeah, he had to go to the phone box, which is right outside of Seven Eleven, which is the place where you would find you stuff would, like that. You yeah, would. Yeah. and you forget about all these things. Yeah, so it sort of immerses you in that world. And if you couldn't find someone, you couldn't find someone. Yeah, simple as that. Yep. Um. Uh. I thought. 
I just thought found they, they created this situation where I was sort of already on the inside knowing the story is going to get there. So they didn't really ever, I don't want to get too whatever there, but because I know how it's going to end, they don't create, I don't think they create too many fake obstacles in the way where they try to go, maybe it won't happen. There's a little bit of it, yeah, but not really. Not, 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 no, 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 no. Because, because you know how it ends. Well, they're telling you at the beginning of this that, you know, they own, what, 17% of the market? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Something, something very low compared to the rest of them, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so they know they're only middle of the range as a brand yeah. at that time. So they know they're not going to get who they're going to get. But we know through history and where we are now that they do get Michael and probably And positions at the start, we are at the, probably the low point of Nike basketball's um, lifeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably the worst it ever got was right here. Well, again, same with Marvel, though. You go back to the yeah. 80s. I mean, he had to sell off some characters. He had the, the, the company was going bankrupt. Now look at it. Marvel's yeah. a multi, multi-million dollar business. It just didn't have the technology for it back then. But yeah, that, that logo as well, uh, the Michael Jordan logo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, clever bit of brand than that oh i mean the, the whole thing and, and there's there is some clunky exposition in places we can talk about it a little bit after the break but you do have to catch people up in case they don't know the story but in essence i guess what I'm saying is, it's not a story about basketball nope it's not i mean a basketball shoe is what they're talking about mm-hmm. but there's very little actual basketball that you need to know and even if you did need to know which i don't think you do they tell it to you mm-hmm so that's okay, but they clearly established what the stakes are. Um, it was really well edited, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, dialogue was good. Dialogue was, yeah, it, it, was, it was well written. Without question, it was well written. Absolutely. I think it's something like a 90-something percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes right now. Wow. Uh, let me take a quick look here just to justify that. 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. 7.8, per, 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb, so strong. Yeah, very. Strong um it's an hour and 52 minutes i thought it sort of held its right amount of time yeah yeah. Uh, i thought the last 10 minutes might have overstayed its welcome ever so slightly yeah i guess ever I, I, so slightly yeah that little touch more yeah um but you know you have to wonder i mean how much um i didn't i didn't see but is there is, is michael jordan having to sign off on this is is michael jordan's mother having to sign off on this is someone having to go or do they have complete freedom i don't know the answer to that i did see the real um the real i want to make sure i get the character's name right sunny vicaro was listed in the credits as we were leaving as a consultant oh okay that's good so you would assume what you're getting here is the authentic story of what it was so yeah, you never. I don't think Michael Jordan would have signed off on anything if it was so him heavy. I guess I'm asking if he has to sign off on it. Well, well you know, like Elvis, for instance, recently. Yeah, I mean, that Did was the very, Elvis estate have to sign off yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because that's defamation of character, if not, isn't it? Uh, if if you go down a certain road or certain way of things, you have to be accurate. Yeah, it's probably better if you get them on side. But you have to. But then again, look at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. And all the commotion about how Jackie Chan was presented in that film, yeah? Bruce Lee. Oh, Bruce Lee. Sorry, yeah, Jackie yeah, yeah. Chan. What am I talking about? <laughs> Bruce Lee was represented in that film. Bruce yeah? Lee. Yeah, Bruce Lee. But I, I mean, I'm a big Bruce Lee fan, but I, I genuinely think that to be 
Bruce Lee and to be as good as he was, you had to have that arrogance. Certainly. You know, so they were showing arrogance, weren't they? I think so, but I, I think I was trying to say it shows that you don't necessarily have to get the sign off before you go you go off there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't think um, yeah. anybody would have been able to uh, now, to beat him like that they showed in the film. No, no, no. But if you make Michael Jordan or, in the case of that, Jackie, not Jackie, Bruce Lee. <laughs> Bruce Lee. If you suggest he, like, you know, beat up his like romantic partner. Okay, now 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 we're into libel. Yeah, you're, because you're, you're suggesting be, that he's he's committing domestic violence. Yeah, and all yeah, of a sudden, yeah. now you're damaging that credit, as opposed to you know a fight that happens on a set. Okay, yeah, yada, yeah, yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. So I guess that's just time to the time now, Liam. Where it's like, should people see it or should people skip it? What do you think? See it, see it, just do it. Just do it. Very good. I'm going to go ahead and steal that from my own. Yeah, just do it. It's a tick from me. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to... Th- it's it's a tick from me. Very nice. Uh, I think this is a film all about victory, if you will. And so uh, I will say it's an enthusiastic see it. It's, it's, uh, I've seen something like three films over the last, I don't know, six, seven days. Um, easily. The best one I've seen. Oh, yeah, yeah, I About a third of the way through, I went, I'm really liking this movie. Same. I hope it doesn't, I hope I don't drop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it's it the characters. It's not, I know it's about Michael Jordan and the shoe, or the sneaker, whatever you want to call it, trainer. Yeah. Um, he, but it's the other characters. He, he's just the MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the he's MacGuffin. He's the MacGuffin. He's, it's not a story about Michael Jordan. No. So the only thing I see people get upset about is going, oh, it was not Michael Jordan. Yeah, but it's not about Michael Jordan. Did you also notice, talking about not being Michael well, Jordan? Well, I think we have to give that after the break. Oh, okay. I think we do. Oh, okay. I know where you're going with that. Oh, you so, do? You yeah. do? I think so. I okay. think so. So okay. I'll pause. Because I almost said it myself a second ago. And I went, nope. <laughs> Spoiler country. Spoiler country. So let's go ahead and do that. It was too enthusiastic. See it. See and- it. See it. See it. Just do it. And uh, we're going to go ahead in a moment. We're going to jump to our spoiler-filled review. So this is your warning to go ahead and make for the exit right now. Thank you for flying with Air Jordan <laughs> and Air BFE. And we'll catch you on the flippity-flop. The flippity-flip-flop. Spoiler. Spoiler country. Spoiler. Spoiler. He lives in a house in a very big, big house. Spoiler, spoiler country. country. I'll tell you what, Yeet like joined in on it. He was like, he knew what to do. I was Did like, he? nice. Nice. Struggled with the flippity flop the first time he tried it. Uh, but you know what, though, right? It's, I think when you, I mean, you create most of these things out of just thin air. I mean, how you think of these things, I don't know. And I just bounce off you most of the time. All right. But, I mean, that's just nice when bounce we... like a basketball. Yeah, bounce like a basketball, yeah. Um, what, are, what are you referring to? These things I come up with? What, what do you mean? Little sayings. Oh, okay, like little the sound sayings, bites and all that say- stuff. I yeah. mean, these sayings are not just something that you plan ahead. Oh, no, not, I'm not sitting the, down trying to... Br- no, yeah. no, 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 no. These just come out of your mouth. And then I just bounce back off you and say things. That's where flippity flip That's pop. why. Yeah. And all these things come from. That's why they're good, though, because they're earned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But don't you also think that when people um, come on the podcast and they repeat things back to you... It's weird. It's, it's great. Form, it's, it's great. It's a form of admiration. Oh, it? absolutely. Oh, it's humbling because it's I'm like, great. oh, wow, to create this this thing, this little earworm that has taken off. That's nice. you, I was thinking on the way over, uh, Magic Doohickey came into my... I was listening, <laughs> Magic Doohickey. I was I listening that. to... Because you're talking about Magic Doohickeys when uh, Yeet and I... Who, Yeet, you did a great job, by the way. If you're listening, Yeet, I'm, I'm sure you probably are. Well done, um, Did a great job uh, uh, joining me for, for two Cedar Skippets. Thanks a lot for being there when uh, when, no one else. When, <laughs> when I needed someone there. I'll be there for you. One of the few 80s songs not on the soundtrack. Um, what would you do if I sang? 
<laughs> what are you doing? That's a little, like a little help from my friend. Yeah, oh yeah, but it's not from the eighties, is it? That's Joe Cocker. I love Joe Cocker, though. Uh, you. Uh, oh, it was an eighties. Was an eighties track? Okay, yeah. I think set I'm linking. 60s, I it? think I'm linking it with the Wonder Years, you which are, was set yeah. in the sixties. So I'm assuming the song was a sixties song. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what I was talking about there. Oh, flipping things. But oh, Magic Doohickey. Yep. Do you know what the? You know what the origin? Do you know which film we were talking about when the Magic Doohickey came about? No. I believe. I think. I believe. It was Mission Impossible. When they're up in the air vent before Tom Cruise goes down yeah. and they had this wrench that comes like that a 90 degree right. angle and both unscrews and catches. Yes. I'm like, what else yeah, can yeah. this tool do? <laughs> yes. It's a magic doohickey. And, it's not and, a screwdriver. And, and, and people reacted really well and I went, okay, I need to remember, that's the hard part is going, okay, it was funny. Can we remember that to be used again? Because it's something like if you can use a word, I don't know, it's like eight times or something like that, it becomes part of your vernacular. It becomes, you know, yeah. something you'll, you'll naturally we, we use. We use it. We use but it you have to use it. Yeah. So, there's all sorts of words. I'm like, oh, I want to try and add that into my vocab. One of my favorites as a child was sporadic. Sporadic. Yeah. Good word. Yeah. It's nice. One of my, uh, I'm trying to think what my more recent ones are. Uh, oh, well, postulate. Postulate. <laughs> we oh, that that's a great word. Postulate, pensive. Yeah. Poignant. I heard someone on a review of something the other day say, oh, it was a poignant match. I'm like, a match can't be poignant. Poignant, <laughs> poignant means to think. We can be poignant about the ending of a match. Yeah. It can have a poignant ending, but the match <laughs> itself can't think. <laughs> no. So, yeah, so I was just like, all right. Um, so, spoilers. Uh, yeah, so here we go. Uh, yeah. You want to go ahead and finish your thought about Michael Jordan? About You know, it's not a film about Mike. I like the fact that it's not a film about Michael Jordan, and yet it's not centered. Well, the story is centered around how we get Michael Jordan, yet we never see the guy's face. Yeah, the cinematography is v- and the blocking is very clever. It's very clever, isn't masquerading it? Masquerading him. We get one line of spoken dialogue. Which I said to you, I wonder if that really I'm going to look him. it up now, see if it is. Do you know what I mean? Because that would have been cool, wouldn't it? Who voices Michael Jordan? In air. In air. Uh, is he going to give me the voice actor? Uh... The actor who plays him is Damien Delano Young. Yeah. But I want to know who says the voice. It's just on the phone, isn't it? Yeah. When he speaks to him at the end. Because they make a big deal about not seeing him. I'm not they? seeing that there's anything about him on the phone. I looked which, in the credits and there was which nothing. Which you think would have sort of come out. So yeah. maybe maybe in time it might we might find maybe, out. Maybe, maybe. Great if it was. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't it? That'd be great. Um, so yes, it was that. So it's not a movie about Michael Jordan. It's a movie about, and it really is building up to the pitch. The pitch is the big idea. Can you know? Act one. Can you get the meeting? Act two. Preparing yeah. for the meeting. Yeah. Act three. Meeting and fallout. Yeah, yeah. And uh, someone who we didn't talk about, and a, a really cool moment in the film, I thought, uh, a pivotal moment. I didn't realize at the time it was there to come back to it, and it wasn't until we got to the point in the movie where I went, "Oh, I know what they're doing here." Is uh, there is a, oh the Martin Luther King speech? A friend, yeah. I'm um, yeah. trying to think of. Uh, it was Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans, yeah. I had no idea it was Marlon Wayans. Did you not watch it? No, I didn't. Oh, I did. Yeah. I was too. I knew he was in the film before we went in, and then I got distracted by Chris Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, as, as you would. <laughs> so he does that. <laughs> um, Marlon Wayans and the, and the story of George Raveling, who found himself on stage working security uh, for Martin Luther King Jr. speech, and MLK gave him 
the speech afterwards. Like, yeah. He went up and said, that was the greatest thing I ever heard of my life. And he gave him the speech. And we find out in, in, in a little Chiron at the bottom of the screen afterwards, he turned down a $3 million offer for the speech. But like you said, that makes him part of history, doesn't it? Yeah. The big speech that everybody remembers, and yet you hold that in your possession that he gave you. You were there to see it. And what he was saying was the speech, the first part of the speech that he'd wrote or written uh, wasn't getting the attention of the people, was it? He could, he could feel it wasn't working. And he pivoted. So he pivoted. And this is a big thing in the movie. It's a basketball term, pivot, yeah. Yeah, pivot, pivot. pivot. Friends episode, if you want to see. Uh, <laughs> it's, that, yeah. it's all coming together. It is. Um, but I liked how they, re, like you say, re-brought it back. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the movie, in, in the, the, the pivotal... Uh, <laughs> scene. It just uh, flows. Ben, ben Affleck is great in the meeting. <laughs> we'll come to it in a minute. Oh, we got to because that's funny. But he kept throwing to like we 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 have a video though, right? We have a video, we, and this has obviously been done in house by the Nike people. Yeah, and we kind of saw Matt Damon's character kind of went oh, beforehand shit. to go. You know, they're not going to be very good, and it was. It was dreadful. <laughs> It was. It was like it didn't feel personal. It felt like bad corporate. Yeah, it did. Yeah, real bad. And so he reads the room and he turns it off. And instead, he chooses to make a speech. And I remember this before. I could see that, like you know, the, the actor who's playing Michael's just out of focus, but he's in the foreground. You can see his head sort of resting on his hand. He didn't know the music either. I remember I like it. elbowed you and went, "It's going to be the Martin Luther King speech." Watch this. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's going to pivot. And I like it when I get there just a. Fir- I don't want to get there fifteen no, minutes before. Same. I want to get there two seconds yeah. before it happens or sometimes not at all but if i get there two seconds i feel like i've i've earned something here i'm like good. oh so you know like another example just a film that was incredibly well written both on a screenplay level but this was on a story level realizing how something that happened at minute 41 was going to impact what happens at our at one hour 21 minutes yeah just 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 tremendous incredible yeah. And this is the buildup is we know Michael Jordan's, it's a three. The first step is we got to convince everybody that Michael Jordan's who we're going for. So there was a great, so some of the bit that I was able to get a bit more out of that you, you weren't was here's the list of players. Yeah. I didn't and recognize it's, any it's, of them. it's the real players. Yeah. And Michael Jordan was famously drafted third overall, not second, not first. And so, um, Oh, there's a nice little bit, isn't there? That he goes into the, um, shop. Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven. Yeah. And he has a chat with a guy who's into basketball, isn't doesn't he? Behind yeah, the counter, guy behind the counter, and, and uh, he re- he represents the voice of the average basketball fan. Yeah, and he asks him about Michael Jordan. Doesn't too he? small, too yeah, yeah. And then at the very end, he goes, "I knew it, I knew it, I knew all along." <laughs> all about, along. I don't know why we drafted <laughs> Sam Bowie. No reason for and that. He went, yeah, yeah, of course you did. Of course yeah. you all yeah. knew. <laughs> and that's the thing is hindsight, you, eh? When you when you get to pick and choose and filter out which calls you got right and which calls you got yeah. wrong, you can fool even yourself into going yeah i knew because i believe that kid really believes yeah he said back in the day yeah that's right yeah but he didn't and, and everyone's listening to the same four or five talking heads and even more so now in a way where you know it feels weird to so many talking heads but you know they all end up copying each other anyway and it's one sort of hive mindset idea that comes out yeah and so the idea yeah michael jordan would he be good enough no one really knew Many we could score, but was there anything more to his game beyond that? You should watch The Last Dance. Fantastic. I am, I am going to now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so... What was the Covelio? Was that his name? Who? The Matt Damon character. Uh, Sonny Vaccaro. Vaccaro. Yeah, I thought with um, the fact that he went to the parents, because Michael Jordan was only 18 at the time, wasn't he? Yep. 
So did they have financial control? Oh, hang on. He's 18 at the time that he makes that shot. I think that shot is about 15 months old at this point. Oh, okay. okay I, think the time, I think Michael stays for two years of college, I think. Okay. Yeah. I like the fact that he actually drove all the way to go to see the parents. I think he flew out to North Carolina. Well, flew out and then drove <laughs> yeah. to yeah North Carolina. Yeah. Um, because you wouldn't do that today, would you? That'd be a phone call or that'd be an email or something like that, that Zoom call. That wouldn't be go out personally and do that. That personal touch. That's been never to show up in person. That, pers- that personal touch, though, to be there yep. and speak to them direct shows the passion he had. But also, this is like a bridge that once you cross it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't uncross that bridge. No, which they, they address in the film. Yeah, it was good. So you get the idea of the stakes of that meeting, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the end of Act 1 is he gets the meeting. Um, uh, he did Michael Jordan did three years at college, as it turns out. Oh, okay. So that tape is about two and a half years old at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's about 20, I guess. Right yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we have that. Uh it was really interesting because also because we know what we know about Matt Damon and Ben Affleck naturally the scenes where Sonny has to go and convince uh, Affleck's character, Phil Knight, the chairman of Nike CEO, whatever it is. Magic, magic scenes. There's that bit where when they're in conflict, we don't want to see them in conflict. No, we want to see them on this, on the same page. And the film makes us wait almost the whole movie for it. It it does. But he gives them bit by bit by bit. And usually it's because Sonny's challenging Phil about how did you build this company yeah. with an attitude because he's playing because he's playing it safe and corporate. Yeah, because Phil's you've, playing you've it safe and corporate. that height now where you've got millions. And he, they've also gone public, so yeah, the board yeah. could oust him even though he created this whole thing. Yeah, so the yeah. fear of what happens, you get turfed from your own legacy. And he was there in the early days when he was selling out the boot of his car, he yep. said, didn't he? And they had those 10 principles for, for, for Nike on, on the wall in his office, but in a lot of places too. Yeah, yeah. But um, so then <laughs> there's a great scene at the sort of end of uh, – End of Act Two, and they're getting ready for for the meeting, <laughs> and they determine yeah. they determine what they're going to do around a table, around a little table in the, in the, in the, in the calf, yeah. and who's going to do what? And they go, "We're going to make one pair of shoes. Why only one?" And it's just great because we see that like Adidas makes the opposite mistake. Yeah, Adidas lays out like three pairs of shoes. Adidas, yeah, sorry, Adidas, yes, <laughs> lays out three three pairs of shoes, and as as a result. Um, there's nothing special about it. There's that. nothing special. It's just, oh, this one's in red, this one's in blue, this one's in green. Yeah. Okay, well, whoop-de-doo. Yeah. Um, but even if you made three of them that were exactly the same, okay, great, you've got you've got three pairs of shoes on the table. Yeah. The minute you just bring out one shoe, just one. It's unique. Now, it's special. Because Michael's special. Yeah. Michael's unique. And so the idea that Matt Damon's character has to build an entire brand around Jordan, he's not just another guy who we've got sponsored He's the guy who represents what the shoe means. Yep. And a line which um, Jason Bateman's character comes up with, which keeps getting reused by everybody, a shoe's just a shoe until someone steps into it. Yeah. And think about it, right? Michael Jordan, he's been, what, retired 20 years? About that, yeah. You know? And they're still making Jordan shoes. And he, he's, still, like, he's still cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... Um, it's part of the it's part of the DNA of Nike now, isn't it? Nike. 
If you're going to correct me on Adidas, I'm going to correct you on Nike. Nike. <laughs> uh, when does he retire? I'm just looking for this here. Uh, yeah, he finished up in 2003, so it's been 20 years. Wow, yeah. look at look, that. Look at that. You're more of a basketball fan than you let on. <laughs> you've, you've already watched The Last Dance twice. Um, three times. Three times. <laughs> I've only watched it once. Brilliant. I, I think I will go back and watch it in the summer or something like that. It's that good. Oh, cool. i got to finish watching The Beatles' Love as well. Oh, is it love? Get back. Get back. Thank you. I haven't watched that yet either. We were going to do a CS skip on that, weren't we? We were. It's long. Yeah. It's, it's like eight hours if you punch it all together. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. So that's the hard part is you watch one and then you're like, okay, I need to take like a break. But then you take a break and you're like, oh, I kind of forgot what happened. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's uh, it's, it's it's very cool. I'm towards, actually, I'm thinking about halfway through part three now. So oh, I do need to finish it off. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, that kind of the buzz for get back is kind of over <laughs> yeah, it is now, a it? year plus after it's released yeah. we're, we're seeing or skipping i think people have already made that decision <laughs> yeah. Very true. um but uh but yeah so uh so they go to the table and say okay you're gonna do this you're gonna do this you're gonna do this and i love that you had bateman's kind of the everyman um He's he's the marketing guy. He's the guy who's not the great visionary, but he's the guy who can get the job done. Yeah, he's very good at taking it to another level. Yeah, da- he's not the creator of the idea. No, Damon's the idea guy. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the guy who identifies. He's the guy who identifies talent. Yeah, this guy is talented. Yeah, Damon. I'm sorry, not Damon. Bateman's the marketer, the PR guy. Yeah. Yep. Um. Uh, Chris Tucker. His role is to be. He's the liaison. Well, isn't I'll he? say this: he's the he's the only black face you see. Yeah. yeah. Not only at Nike, at the other two companies. Yeah. There's no other. And so there's this lovely scene as they come in where he's late. <laughs> and I think it's um, Michael's dad. Michael's dad, James. Goes, the, you're the only other black guy in the room and you're late. You know how that looks? <laughs> and he completely is able to, like, just speak to them on a level that no, no one of course, else. Of course, no one else can. No. Nope. But he's able to speak and create this this intimacy that you are not going to be your identity is not going to be ignored at nike yeah yeah and you didn't get like they couldn't have made adidas seem any more like f- literally foreign in the sense you, you go to germany and everybody's got uh, you know this heavy german accent it's like forget like forget ethnicity there's like nationality there's language yeah so um yeah so, so around the table with all the people doing the, the bit and so the deal is Ben Affleck, uh, um, the CEO. Matt, 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 Matt Damon says to Affleck, you need to come in seven minutes late. And he goes, why? He goes, you got to come in seven minutes late. And seven minutes late because it shows that you're this busy, but you're making time out for the Jordan family. And Bateman doesn't get it. He's going, doesn't that show that he's not a priority? He goes, no, he shows he is a priority. Yeah, yeah, Because he's agree. taking time away from his busy day. Now, this is all supposed to work. <laughs> Kind of on an implicit level. <laughs> but, but then Ben Affleck comes in and they're ready to move the meeting along. He goes, hang on, I just want to say the CEO, I'm very busy. And he makes everything explicit. And if anything, it comes off badly as a result because it either makes him sound like he's just really smug. But he also says about, um, he goes, oh, really sorry, I, I was not going to miss the meeting to come and see you and blah, blah, blah. And he starts backtracking, doesn't he? <laughs> You can see, you see Matt Damon's character looking at him. We need to move on. Come on, <laughs> which is great because it shows that he's not—he's not one of these. He's not one of the guys. He's, he's still not. the suit. He still doesn't get it on that level. No, no, no. So uh, I thought that was funny. I thought the meeting scene was really good. So did I. I thought that was a really, really powerful scene. It showed. It showed uh, variation. It showed. Um, 
a bit of comedy. It showed a bit of heart. It showed yeah. a bit of everything, didn't it? I wasn't quite the half like to bring the comedy with this. No, it's <laughs> um, good. And maybe the counterpoint to that is the scene on um, Jason Bateman's forty fifth birthday. Forty fifth, yep. And he says, "Have you considered what happens if we don't get this? I know you're, I know you're cavalier with this, but it's not just you. They're going to shut down the basketball. So they look around this empty bullpen." Yeah. Which is what it'll be if everybody gets fired. Which is supposed to be busy, 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 isn't it? Ooh, yeah. That's where the scene's taking place, is in this bullpen. And he mentions his daughter as well, doesn't he? About how he can only see her for f- four, four hours, hours on, on a Sunday. Sunday. And she's only excited to see him because he brings free trainers. And that's what gets him and currency not, with her right now. Yeah, and if he's not working... He'll keep buying the sneakers, even though it'll be the company that fired him. Yeah. He'll keep doing it because yeah. he needs his daughter to see. Now, the question is, I'm in a good comfortable in a position where i guess i can do this yeah have you thought about everybody else here now that being said there were scenes where like everybody else like you're supposed to be working and there's one guy playing like some 80s handheld video <laughs> game was, to he? remind us it's the 80s and i'm yeah, like dude yeah. not at work what are you doing <laughs> i mean things are different than the 80s you could just you could just i brought a toy to work for me today i'm gonna play it as long as it's you know oh it's kids it's it's official 80s pop culture <laughs> i brought a cabbage patch kid too i'll play with that after lunch <laughs> jeez oh brilliant um but there was that and so that was a really important thing where bateman's going look i'm with you but just realize how much we're all betting on you and then i guess the other question is at least bateman's aware of it the rest of the people in the bullpen who is it is it um chris tucker's character he turns around and said ah you know i'm living in a single flat or something with something very little. He's okay. Got, he's got very little, hasn't he? And he goes, eh, you know, i got no room to have you. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? yeah, yeah, He's just saying that, you know, having really got much to lose. Yeah, they're just being cavalier. And, like, if you're a scrappy, under- if you're a scrappy underdog, these are the moves you should be making. Yeah. Yeah, is... is You've got to take those bold moves. You have to. the beginning, no one believes him. Yeah. No one's got that same passion. His passion, Matt Damon's passion, what's his name? Cavellio? No, Carv. Vicaro. Vicaro. You keep, you keep, you keep uh, uh, swapping the C and the V. Yeah. Carvo. Vicaro. <laughs> Vicaro. Like, like he's driving the Caro. Vicaro. Vicaro. Oh, yeah. He's driving the Vicaro. Yeah. Uh, Vicaro. So, um, in the early, in the early part of the film, he's the only one who sees the potential in Michael Jordan. Um, and no one else does. Yeah. And then slowly he, he changed the passion that he has changes everybody else around him. Even um, the last one, I think, is um, Nike himself, isn't it? Uh, ben Affleck. Yeah, but, but he's he's the one who's got he's got to fork up, fork up the money for it, though, isn't he? And you see at the beginning that um, Vaccaro. Yep. Good job. <laughs> wastes Sunny. Sunny. Yep. Wastes money. He he blows money in Vegas, doesn't he? He he's not very good with money. He's got no problem gambling. Yeah, and we see when it's gambling about basketball. It ain't a gamble. It's a sure thing. That's what I liked because they show you how good he is with the gambling on the basketball. Yeah, but but he'll he, he'll let it ride. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But when it comes with everything else, gambling wise, he's not very good at. Yeah, and that foreshadows later, and that's why him gambling on the the on Michael Jordan is is a, for him as a sure thing. And there was some a lot of gambling talk about it. He said, you know, you don't win every bet and said I need a bankroll and these are all these are all sort of gambling terms. Yeah. But in essence it's what they're doing there. They're making a, the better their life that this guy's going to work out. Now one of the key cruxes of the film was when they accept the offer but say 
but we want a percentage point on yeah. it. And she says, I assume it was just some sort of clerical error. Well, then you find out, well, no, this has never been done in the history of... Yeah, she knows so, that. So it's not a clerical error. Yeah. It's a cute way to frame it. Uh, but the idea that Mike, Mike wants in, Mike wants... Look, if you want me, then I want a percentage of every shoe that we sell. Now, here's the part I didn't get. Like, yes, it changes the, the, the dynamics of the finances. But surely, if you believe in Mike, the way that... That's why I kind of thought Ben Affleck's response was perfect. Yeah. If if you believe in Mike the way that you're saying you believe in Mike, and you think he's going to be this great guy, and he's going to be the guy who changes everything, surely this is just... Okay, look, we're only going to have to pay him a ton of money if we make, make a, ton a ton of money. Of money yeah. So where's the loss in this? Yes, we used to get 100% of the pie. But if right now that's 100% of the the pie we won't get because he's not going to come on board. Yeah. But if I pay him 8% and I'm getting yeah. 92% of Okay, yeah, he's getting 8%. But, but yeah. I'm getting 92% yeah. of $120 million a year yeah. as opposed to 100% of nothing. Because they said at the end, I think that was something like every year – Michael Jordan gets four hundred million, doesn't he? Yeah, they said from passive income. Yeah, so just from the sale of the shoes, he doesn't have to go and do a single no, advert. Nothing, just from the money coming back in. That's nuts. Which means, of course, this is, this is a Nike made is making like two billion plus a year yeah, on on, so on, on the Jordan you? brand. Yeah, why wouldn't you? And again, twenty years after he retires, yes, it is still this big of like there has never it, been no. A next step. Reebok tried it with Shaq. Other companies tried it with different people, but nothing has ever been able to take over the way the Jordan brand has. Even things like Tiger Woods in golf. Yeah. Which, again, another another Nike sort of story, right? Yeah. But, you know, he doesn't have the longevity. No. He starts after Jordan, and he's finished way before Jordan yep. as far as, you know, his, his appeal. Yep. Jordan remains relevant 20 years after his retirement. And something like, yeah, this will be 40 years next year after his this shoe launched. Yeah. 1984. Nuts. 40 years of Air Jordans. Yeah. And they're still going on. They're still making them. They're still... Like, other athletes release shoes, and they'll do okay, but that Jordan brand, you don't even have to... You, you walk by stores, it's not even the word Nike. It's just... It's just an image. It's just the silhouette. Yeah. And you know what it is. And you know what it is. Yeah. And it has cultural value. Yep. So, yeah. And that's that's power, that is. Um the agent who basically <laughs> says, I don't have clients, I got friends, and one day I'm gonna sell all this and I'm, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna eat by myself that night. Yeah. But I'm gonna sell it for a ton of money. He was he was right. And he was right. We get to see it, which was a, I guess a fun little moment. Um but uh on top of that, his <laughs> taking the carefree cavalier spirit of Matt Damon and then placing him di- diametrically opposed to, like, the the wolfiest of Wall Street individuals <laughs> on the phone. He's so highly strong, And all the profanity, and Damon's no-selling, and that's just going to irritate some more, isn't it? Yeah, so, brilliant. Uh, I thought it was... They were good comedic moments. They were great comedic moments, and you find out underneath it all, like, the agent also kind of knows what Damon's doing, but also what he was doing. Yeah, 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 in the same breath, because he even gives Matt Damon um, where he's going to be, where Michael Jordan's going to be, what he's going to, what yep. day it is, and everything, doesn't he? Yeah, and, and he runs, and he eventually goes, "Yeah, we we, we got your meeting. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you better land this, or else." Yeah, basically. And if we do sign him, you're my best friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
because at the end of the day, it's not about emotions or feelings. It's about it's, it's about business. it's about cash. Yeah. And if we sign, because that agent's going to make money hand over fist as well. Yep. He's going to get a cut of Michael's cut. Yep. So if Michael's making four hundred million, okay, the agent's making forty mil of that. He must be. Like, jeez, that's good money. It's good money to do nothing. Yeah. Wow. He's the middleman, ain't he? Yeah, he's the guy who arranges all this stuff. Yeah. And then, then you know, Mrs. Jordan wants to make the final phone call. Did she really do it? Dunno. Probably needed a little bit more Viola Davis in the film. I think that's a bit... Um, I'd like to think that was true, but I think that's a bit more of Hollywood. Um, I think it's a bit of... It's a bit... Yeah, it's a creative license. Yes, yes, yes. Creative yes. license. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean... <sighs> oh, we... What have we not thought about? Beginning that we that I want to talk about. Which was? Which they had all the music like from Beverly Hills Cop and they had Mr. T. Oh, all these clips. Hulk all, Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. It was great. All these all these clips Knight from... Rider. Yeah, because it started with, it started with I Want My MTV. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the soundtrack was great. It sort of gave you, here's the 80s, and the 80s throws up on you. And so my point earlier was if you have that nostalgia, you place that onto, um, onto Michael and the story and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Conversely, if you're too young, oh, if you're I too see. young, but hang on, hang on, because they look at this and do things like Stranger Things. I said to you, didn't I? Yeah. They've experienced a lot of this imagery already. But, but not in the, in the time. So me and you, it takes us back to where we were when of that course. happened. Of course. It creates almost this hyper real, so this like fake nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. But it'll feel real because they'll, you know, a younger generation will still identify, I know what a Cabbage Patch Kid doll is. I saw it in this thing. Yeah, yeah. I know what this is. I saw it in this thing. So there's still a sense in this. It's kind of like a, a synthetic or a fake nostalgia, but it still works in much the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's cool. And so... I like how much like how Michael Jordan was kept as an enigma for us. Yeah. So too was the shoe. It was. We don't see the shoe, I believe, until it's it's, it's put on the table for, yeah, from, because, from, from, from Michael. Because they're looking at it. We, and see, we their, see them looking we at see, it. We always see is their reactions. Their reactions. We, we never see, see the shoe. Nope. And what does that make me want to do? I want to see it more. I want to see the shoe. But yeah. you hold something from me. I'm like, no, no. Who are you to tell me what I can and can't see? I want to see the shoe. So cinematography, fantastic. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Another thing I want to address was um, the fact that, a bit like Wimbledon, you wear white for Wimbledon, don't you? Yeah. Right? And they were saying that in the basketball, you can only have so much color, percentage of 51% color. 51% has to be white. Yeah. And they're saying that what they can do is put more color in, but they'll pay the fines to give, make him more unique on the court. Is that still the same today? No, that's definitely gone up the oh, way I was gonna going to say, up. yeah, must have done. Uh, I'm taking a look here. Uh, MJ talks about it. Removes any color of any point-ups of a season. They've always had a big deal on shoes, which is weird if you consider how big of a deal there is here. Um, like, what's the big deal here? So mm. MJ explains to Letterman that they, they have it. They banned his shoes. <laughs> Great line. Michael Jordan explains to David Letterman the NBA banned his shoe because it doesn't have any white in it. David Letterman responded, well, neither does the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. Uh, When did it change this? Uh, That must have been shortly after. Nike informed there'd be consequences. I think they kind of... uh, Nike loved it, and a $5,000 fine for every... uh, game jordan wore the shoe in the only problem is jordan never wore them in a game he considered them ugly 
Oh, okay. So a little bit of the romanticism is gone yeah, here. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Uh, the only time he wore the shoes was during the 1985 Slam Dunk Contest, but that was enough to make it uh, to to make it iconic. So I don't, I can't see when it ended, but yeah. So if you actually break it down, like the NBA plays like an 80 game season. Wow, 80 games times five thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a lot. Four hundred thousand dollars. They're paying. If, wow, when they were talking about like $250,000 $250, is your thing. Yeah. And they put it all in on Mike rather than spread it around to three or four players. Yeah, which were they originally going to do, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. So instead they get this. And so, uh, um, but they put this here because I guess that was free. Because every time he gets fined, you get a press conference, reporters will ask you about it. Of course you do. But I guess, my, as I said, though, unfortunately, Michael didn't wear him on the court enough to get fined. So Some controversy is some good, controversy good, is good, good publicity, isn't it? Like, yeah, if that goes across... If, I, if every news station covers that, and then it forces them to show the shoe yeah. in, in that upper left-hand corner. Of course corner. it does, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look at the Sex Pistols when they released uh, God Save the Queen. And they put the image over the Queen's yeah, face. You know, yeah, you know, and the fact that was during the, the Silver Jubilee. Oh, was you it? Know? I mean, that was just a moment in time that was just a lightning in a bottle. I mean, it was incredible. Everyone bans it, then everyone wants it. Everyone wants something they can't have, don't they? It is interesting. This film was never supposed to be released in cinemas. Uh, Which uh, feels okay. weird because it, feel it was weird. Amazon Studios. We did see that. It was supposed to be direct to Amazon. It felt like a big movie. It did. Well, the problem, the thing was, like, they did test screenings and it was really, really, and the responses were overwhelmingly positive. So yeah. they went, let's go ahead and run it. Oh, good, good. Yeah. I'm glad they did because I, 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 I really love it. I think it's a great movie. Yeah, I think it's done all right. Apparently, they ran an ab which aired during the Super Bowl. I don't remember it, but I was I mean, it's the middle of the night when I was yeah, watching it. Was, yeah, oh, you were here, yeah. You, you were probably asleep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> At one point, I woke up and I saw you snoring away. As of right now, it's made $30 million. <laughs> that's, so, that's not bad. But the budget was like 70 to 90. But keep in mind, it's 70 to 90, but the but the plan was never to put. So any extra money you get right now is gravy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'll go on uh, Amazon anyway. Yeah, of course we'll. I think a lot of that budget was the when you do something period, and you've got to get all those cars, cars. You've got to get all the costume, you got to get all the aesthetics, everything, haven't you? There was a lot of khaki, <laughs> a lot of beige. <laughs> there was, there was uh, some of the hair by some of the male extras in the background. I'm like, you notice how like Matt Damon's hair wasn't that? Although, tell you what, Ben Affleck went for it. He did, did he? Oh my word, he did. He had his own hairstylist. <laughs> I saw in the credits. Yeah, you, you, you have to for <laughs> you, that hair. You dude. do, don't you? I thought it was a wig. Yeah, yeah me too. No, so I guess it was real hair. Yeah, well done, good to on him. him. Yeah. So uh, there is that. I mean, obviously, there's not get to a sequel to this, but uh, no, no, no. I would love to see more movies like this yeah more movies that talk about things that become part of our mainstream culture and tell the story behind how they came especially if they're you know as much of a rags to riches as this like tell me the story about marvel in its bad days yeah 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 leading up to the debut of iron, iron man. man give me that yes arc. yes 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 i'd love that and you know what you still have time for you still have time for robert downey jr to play himself yeah in a cameo role Here's Robert Downey Jr. We're planning on making him I'd love it. the lead in Iron Man. Hey, there's a movie. There's a movie. Make the movie about the decision to cast Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, in Iron he Man. He wasn't. He was a jailbird he, because he, he had. He, yeah, he was a drug addict. Drug problems, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he couldn't, was unreliable. Couldn't let it go. I mean, somewhere there's got to be a Robert. I mean, I'd tell for a Robert Downey Jr. biopic as well. Yeah, but, me too. But you can give me that. Or you can give me the decision at the fledgling Marvel Studios going in the movies. 
yeah. to go, we're going to do our first picture. We're making Iron Man. We've decided on Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> That's a movie I'd see. Do you know, right? It's genius, really, because A, he's a big draw. He's a, he's a well-known name, whether it's for drug use or early films. Well, early films, then he was a bit of a punchline, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and then who doesn't love a comeback story? Exactly. Exactly. And you get him quite cheap to start with. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You that's get the, a name. That's the hard part now. <laughs> he might be too expensive to start <laughs> the movie. Yeah, just for about, cameo. About this. <laughs> Hopefully he'd do it. <laughs> he'd do it just because. If you're out there, uh, Alex convery who wrote this go here we go there's your idea just See? give me just give me a story credit on this you you written you, by alex convery and ian from best Mother. <laughs> <laughs> with a little bit of a limb there there we go <laughs> just go ahead and give us a little bit of a credit there let us hang out on set from the bfa you heard it here first let us hang out on set let us do some let's do some interviews on set oh wouldn't that be great just blow the pot up could you imagine just do the podcast and go oh uh mr Jun- junior uh, no junior mr junior <laughs> No, not, not you, not you, Cuba, Robert. Yeah. No, Harry Connick, not you either. Oh, that's funny, Mister Junior. What a great just to sit down and just do it. Oh, it'd be brilliant. It would oh. be. Uh, I think I've pretty much got everything out of my system I had to say about this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. We've had fun. We've had fun. So let's put the boots to this and we'll call it a day. Sounds good. So, uh, there you go. I mean, we said before it was, uh, I mean, hopefully if you've got this far, you, you've, if you actually, if you got this, it's not really a story about the plot. So I'll say that much. It's not a story about the plot. No. So for some reason you decided to keep listening to this and, and, and spoil it for yourself. I'd still say go see it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. While it's playing. And then it, if it stops, we know it'll be on Amazon Studios before long. You can stream it then. But this is a film I think, I think you should watch. What an, what an interesting story about a bunch of guys just trying to sign an athlete to a sneaker deal. Yep. Oh, and what about, um, the, the, the Nike E? <laughs> just do it. Where that came from. I wonder if that was true. Oh, what did they say it came from? I said come from a, guy who was on death row who was being um, oh that was a joke that's a joke it was was clearly, it? i guess clearly established it was a joke oh okay yeah uh <laughs> just do it i do like the fact that they didn't like suggest like he also came up with the just do it so yeah. they tell us the history and just do it and said that wasn't him they tell us the story of the swoosh and say that wasn't him and he paid some woman 35 dollars for it that's a hundred percent a true story that's, that's they mad. do they do go back and compensate her i believe oh, retroactively oh, for the, good, yeah good, for, good. For, the, for the swoosh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, especially with, uh, I did like there was another sort of Nike slogan, which they sort of made passing reference to. Yeah. Which was, I think it's more of their running division, but they said there is no finish line. Oh, okay. Was was a slogan for theirs. Oh, uh, and, that went over my head. Um, they say it's not really about the, because he says it's not about the, the finishing the race. It's about it's about being, the act of running, the act of going for it. That is the finish line. Is that the punchline at the end then with that guy who's on the racetrack, running track? Oh, because he goes to run. He goes to run. And he goes. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm not having none of that shit. Oh, Which is on. funny because if you look at the credits, he had he had a chef, but he also had a trainer on set. <laughs> so I'm looking for what they gave her at the end of this. Uh, yeah, thirty five dollars. Uh, Mickey's Heritage lawsuits. Uh, Satan shoes. What's that? Jeez. Uh, Mickey's Heritage brand image. Uh, oh, come on. I'm sure they pay her for something at the end. 
she's not a millionaire, but lives comfortably. Oh, good. She retired in 2000. Now engages in volunteer work. Uh, she be, she uh, she went on to be known as the Logo Lady. Oh. So there you go. It's a good logo. Yep. And the picture they have is from High. Oh, they got a picture of a Nike swoosh at Highbury Stadium. Oh. Home of the mighty Arsenal. Not so mighty the other night. Tied. Drew with uh, Liverpool 2 2. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not a very good picture, to be honest. I was having a look. <laughs> so, um, as opposed to just do it, maybe it's time for us to just end it. So we'll. Try and get across the finish line. That's right. <laughs> As we found out with uh, <laughs> Benny and June, sometimes there's no oh, finish line. Benny and June, yeah. <laughs> still recording that. I think it's still going on in the Ultimate Universe. <laughs> I'll tell you, but it is. You're right. So, uh, please join us. I think I'm going to release this on Sunday, I've decided. So oh, okay, cool. As a result, then, uh, I can say, please join us next time on Tuesday when the gang will be joined by James DeGuzman. Yeah. BFF the BFE to talk about the Edgar Wright video game inspired film Scott Pilgrim versus the world yeah I can't wait I've never seen it I've oh heard, there we go I've heard great things and I can't wait very stylistic I'll say that much oh okay there we are I like Edgar Wright but yeah knowing, Edgar Wright's a very specific thing knowing me do you think I'd like it yes okay cool it's very visual uh yeah, yeah I like right. visual yeah, yeah. Or, either that or, or you'll go or, or, or you'll go the complete opposite and way turn on it I don't think there's a middle ground on this film, really. Okay. Not really. It's Marmite. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Ethan's going to be out of control. <laughs> yeah, you know. Like, he brings video game references and the stuff you can't bring video game references into. <laughs> What's he going to do when the film is like littered with video game Easter eggs? He's going to be like um, a kid on E numbers. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Uh, he will be with us, I believe, this week. So there we go. Look forward to seeing you. Yeah, good to see you. And George will be back, so we'll have the regular oh, crew yeah. with us. So have the whole crew back. Woo. Excellent. So please join us on Tuesday, two days from now, when we tackle the um, Edgar Wright, Michael Sarah led Go Canada, Toronto shot and located <laughs> well done. video game film, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. But go see air. Go see air. Two enthusiastic see-its from, from the two of us. Go see air and then listen to us on air. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh well there we go that, that, that sounded worse than what i was trying to get nah, you're fine you're fine okay. <laughs> for our best film ever uh, uh, and i've been liam hey and we all know to watch the bfe or listen to it it's an audio format is the correct decision to skip it would be an air <laughs> that's good we'll catch you on the flippity flap the flippity flip flop 